Welcome back to Super Tuesday Recap. He's your host, Chris, here with Ro and Deepom. And we're here to review the first two episodes of Hawkeye, uh, the new series on Disney+. Plus. Um, following, um, I love how, oh, hmm, so they put this in the IMDb. Series based on centering on the Avenger of, young Avenger, Kate M. Bishop. So, it's the first time I've actually seen it. We didn't somebody. say it. We didn't say it. We didn't say it. It's on IMDb, so it must be true. So. I mean, um, <laughs> until somebody at Disney Plus notices again, right? <laughs> the all of this shit is going down. Disney. All of it's out. All of it <laughs> done. We're over. Um, <laughs> all right, what do you guys think of these first two episodes? I actually enjoyed it. Um, it had a nice pace. I loved the opening sequencing. Um, the way Max Spencer got paid to be involved as a consultant on this project. The influence was all over the place. Uh, The only thing that was killing me, and I think this is just probably one of those personal preference things, is they show her to be astoundingly competent, except for in all the areas where she needs to have some uh, emotional, uh, you know, intelligence, and then she's just a a raging hot mess of overreactions. But I think it balanced pretty well. I was surprised at the the, the energy between the Hawkeyes, and I thought it played really well with exasperated older brother, younger sister. <laughs> Stay yeah. here. Don't fuck anything else up. Yeah, you yeah. You're more. like, you're not going to listen to me, are you? You're, you're, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. There were some very key, brilliant moments that they played nicely for physical comedy. I, I like what you got as big brother, little sister energy. I got very much Lethal Weapon, Riggs, and Murtaugh. I was like, this Hawkeye is too old for this shit. However, other Hawkeye is all about the shits. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that Venn diagram, those, they, those two circles kind of cross. But... This is Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, think, I think for me, it's very interesting in so much as it's felt like the most straightforward of the Disney Plus series so far, which means a twist is coming. Um, but like, like there's so like there's enough stuff in the twistiness that I'm like, oh, a big twist is coming because it all feels so straightforward. Her mother's fiance is fucking swordsman. Like, mm-hmm. sorry, like spoilers. It's fucking swordsman. And yeah, of course, yeah. Once I, you establish yeah. he's swordsman, everything he's doing see, makes a lot more sense. Like him being an over the top dickhead. It makes a lot more sense once you know he's swords. He's mm. swords. Oh, of course. I mean, once you once she figured, she was like, "Wait, no, no. Why are you letting me win? No, no. I knew he was good. No, yeah. he's way better at this than he put it." And I'm just like, "Yeah, no, yeah." Like, I, Swordsman's often known as the worst Avenger because he blackmailed his way onto the team by threatening Captain America. He yep. uh, trained Hawkeye. However, if there's a race between him and Starhawk, the rapiest Avenger, <laughs> I've got to give the nose. Two swordsmen, in so fact that he was a villain the entire time he was a goddamn Avenger. Mm-hmm. Now, I like that the auction house is the same hotel where Wilson Fisk was held. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I like that Echo is Wilson Fisk's adopted daughter in the comics. I like that a lot. Um, I like the fact that there's a power vacuum in New York City underworld for no apparent reason. I want to know who's running this auction. I want to know why they want that watch so fucking bad. Yeah, the watch um, is the thing that stood out to me. I was like, Wait, wait, wait. Out of everything else that's there, you guys want the fucking watch. All right. So I've seen some of the media call them tracksuit Draculas. Did they call them that in the show? No, the tra- tracksuit mafia. They, that's what they were calling Okay, okay, yeah. good. They were I calling the tracksuit mafia. in the mafia. show. Some people were saying Draculas. Mafia, let's go there. Let's not make them vampires yet. 
Um, I'm like I said, I'm bracing for the twist. This is one of the ones that I felt um, the story felt straightforward. It's so far felt straightforward. The little twist of echo we knew was coming, which means that there's something else that they're probably holding back from us. Um, I'm excited for the action scenes. As the two episodes progressed, they got better. And I'm excited for that to keep happening. Um, I, like uh, Rose said, I love the interactions between the two Hawkeyes. I think their energy is really good. And he gave me pizza dog. Like, what do you want from me? Of course, I want to love this series. Oh, someone needs to put David Aja's name on the front of this motherfucker. The typeface, the logos, mm-hmm. every design choice that they made. I get Matt Fraction got a producer credit and hopefully got a check. I need David Aja's name every fucking where. Well, the opening sequence that kind of gives you a lot of the history of Kate mm-hmm. in there. The logo's the thing. I, I, I saw some people trying to like be like, oh, she's a Mary Sue. She didn't. I'm like, did you guys not watch the opening sequence that tells you that all the training and stuff that you went through to kind of get to the point? And seeing that she did not just come out of the gate and was just like, oh, I'm great at martial arts. No, she got her ass kicked some several times in those. And she worked her way through there. Uh, that was a great way, like you said, of using the artwork that we've seen in the comics to tell that the intro story. You at that by the time you get to from the intro, the very intro that you have was showing her as uh, from 2012. That intro sequence, by the time you get into present day, like you know everything you need to know about Kate. Like you're set. Like that was maybe five minutes. Right. I mean, because. I was really happy that they used the opening sequence that way to establish things so they could drop us back into where we really needed to be to pick up with the rest of the people in the story. Because technically, you could have an entire um, season about her getting to the point to where she could even embrace the idea, embrace the idea of following in Hawkeye's footsteps and being because you could take her from that child in 2012 forward. So, I mean, the only comment I made publicly after watching these two episodes the first time is I was like, as we go into our Thanksgiving weekend, please remember the Marvel series starts as soon as the screen is active. Mm-hmm. Don't skip anything. It's kind of like leaving the movie theater during a feature early. <laughs> Bro, Feige told us, I'm done with origin stories. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate to hold the bow. That shit is over. Let's go. I love it. And this. I and I appreciate it. I like on many levels. I appreciate it. But I was expecting the Mary Sue comments because uh, people have a really hard time with competent young women and women in general that doesn't seem to be derived from trauma or propped up by a man in equal parts. Now we've got the trauma. She lost her father, right? But the rest is all her. And but even then, people... she's she still struggles, right? Like that's right. the thing. She like she, this is is it like I wasn't sure how the series was gonna go, right? I wasn't sure if this was gonna be like, oh well, she was basically, you know, uh, she was also a vigilante during the time of you know Clint was or things like that. No, they came in. She's in college. Like <laughs> she was a college student. She, yeah. Like she's not built for this. She's not built to be running across rooftops fighting criminals. Like she did that shit in the she did that shit in in like in school in in sanctioned fights and sanctioned like competitions. That's different than hey 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 no the track shoot guys with with baseball bats want to whoop your ass because you're in a Ronin costume and Ronin apparently decimated the <laughs> the criminal underworld in New York. So you 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 really fucked up. Like 
She's not prepared for that shit. She's way yeah, over she's her clearly head. not strategic minded. And yeah. I like the fact that they work that in at an age appropriate right. level. Right. I mean, she's she's a young kid who's not built for this yet. And I think the series is going to be her understanding this is not a fucking game. Right? This is not a game. There's not something. You, oh, wow. Yeah. Hawkeye. He's my favorite Avenger. He's going to be great. Like, even that whole moment she, she meets him. And he's like, again, so like, I'm too old for this shit. Um, kind of like what they did with his character as well. I like what they did with Clint. This is the most we've gotten Clint. These two episodes right now, I realize is like, this is the most story we've gotten for Clint in a long time. Like, ever. ever? Yeah, ever. And so... Since, uh, since we got Surprise Family in the second Activated even, Ultra. But, even with, but I'd even say, even with Surprise Family, did you... It was still one of those things of, he keeps so much close to his chest, you don't know anything about him. And so... Going through this, like that sequence with him sitting in, come <laughs> so much we haven't talked about. Yeah, Rogers the musical is terrible. <laughs> okay, I got to let you guys know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not as cool as it used to be. Is terrible mean amazing now? Is that what the children have done with the words? <laughs> it was I, hilarious. I tell you right Christopher, now, if Chris, any, Christopher, 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 don't if do this. Any of you don't, will, if don't any of you ever, already, it's not even if any of you all had gotten me tickets to Rogers the Musical, I would fight you. This looked like torture. Wow, look at this friend. If you got me tickets I, to Rogers the Musical, I, fictional, fictional listeners, turned, I would say thank you for the gift and I take it in kind. They, t- they took, I can do this all day, into the most annoying catchphrase. <laughs> And like, like, it is. I mean, so I mean, ridiculous. So, like, twice over the course of the Flash, we've gotten musical episodes because a lot of those kids are music theater kids. Everyone across the board just loved them. A nice change of pace. All oh, lighthearted events. This curmudgeon motherfucker over here has been determined to tell us how bad they are since it happened. And so, this is where we diverge. Chris may just hate joy. Like, that may be the thing. I mean, this is where we diverge. I love musicals, so I was exactly. like, I was fully interested. I thought it was hilarious. I thank mean, you. thank you, Roe, for having some sense on this podcast. Chris. I mean, listen, can't be all the way down the path of darkness as far as you I can. don't tell me I, what you can't. I, do, I, I, I was Clint the entire time that musical was going on. Now, granted, he was probably Why having PTSD. Turn your ear no, off. To be fair, no, yeah, no, I love that Clint's like. Why is your ears off? Because, motherfucker, I'm a normal ass dude with a bow and arrow. So, he's like, I I was there. I was there. You know who wasn't there? That guy. And that's the thing. That's the thing. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing thing I liked about this. It's like you said, because it's like they went with the whole, because they went with the whole thing. Clint is losing his hearing. Why? Like you said, he's a regular dude. And it's like they just flash back to all the explosions and all the things that have happened. Like, oh, yeah, right. Not a god, doesn't have super. Doesn't have a super serum. Isn't like a rage beast. Oh yeah, he's just a regular. Does that ACDC pumping through his head headphones during a fight? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Oops. Yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> ooh, yeah, you're gonna. You're gonna need to look at that. Yeah, it's like so. You could tell. It's like, yo, dude. I just the entire like you said the entire time. Man, I just want to spend time. I just want to spend the. Week. I just want to spend Christmas with my family. And they even timed it so this episode starts six days before Christmas. So that means. Every episode is going to get him closer and closer to not Chris, spending time. Chris, with the him. last episode comes out the twenty second. Yep, <laughs> it's great. these motherfuckers. It's great. The timing is is, this is great. This is great. They're not fucking around you for a little bit. This is great. It's just like you could just say you could just tell him this the entire time. It's like oh, I'm not doing this. And but even then, the serious moments, like when the moment he has with his daughter, 
when his his daughter's like, she was your best friend. Talking about Nat. It's like, she was your best friend. She lost. You know, it's like, even with all the funny stuff that happens, you're still dealing with the fact that this is Clint. Is Clint is really going through some shit. From the time that he went all Ronin on all the criminal underworld, you know, also think he lost his family, not spending time with his, his family. Like, remember, he didn't just lose his family. His daughter turned to dust in his hands. <laughs> you know, like that, that entire family yeah. gone, right? Remember that. And the most horrible moment, like, I guess, like, you really could think about, he turned his back for one moment and turned mm. back around and the rest of his family was right. gone, too. Right. You know, right. and so that happens. He lost his best friend. Remember, you know, they were fighting to see who was going to go. And he, he, he watched as she died, you know? And so all these things happen. And then on top of that, he's losing his hearing. So it's like him being old, cranky, and not wanting to put up with any of this shit totally makes sense it, it just yeah. you get it and then you got kate who's looking at her again the first episode is called never meet your heroes kate looking at hawkeye going, you're my hero i i saw you during the battle of new york you you saved my life you 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 saved the city like you're awesome and he's going like yo kid kid that was nine years ago i just want to go to christmas like i just want to you know people asking him for people asking him for autographs in the bathroom like when that dude showed up Next to him in the door, I was like, <laughs> even before he asked for the auto, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I, again, maybe the, maybe there's a problem. I identify with Clint so much throughout this episode. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sitting through a musical. I, I don't want to be here. I, I, I got this guy. I'm, I feel like I'm Clint. Oh, my God. This is what it is. I'm Clint. You've always, you've always had a lot of, you know, <laughs> that grumbly hanging out inside to Chris. It's always been that. The, the simplicity of he and Kate's story of I saw him do it, so then I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Speak with archery. If you look at the numbers after Brave came out, women, girls archery in America jumped 150%. Mm-hmm. And it's like the larger argument, larger discussion as to why we're going to get <clears throat> Young Avengers, and we're going to get the way the Young Avengers are going to look brown and queer and diverse because the representation is so important. And this is all a story, like at the at the core of Kate's Hawkeye story, both in the comics and in the MCU. It's she saw someone who stood alongside gods with a bow and arrow, and said she could do it too. And I think that's cool. I think that's like as far as the meta story of Marvel and kind of what they want to communicate, what they've always wanted to communicate, whether it be on paper or on the screen. I think that's pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought it was the best way to go into the commentary people have about what who makes up the teams. It was like sometimes being a superhero is a choice every day. And, you know, the thing that prompts you to want to make it, the thing that focuses your energy. I those are the things that I really am enjoying about what they're doing at an episodic level. Choices, uh, motivations, how you process your emotions, grief, rage, bitterness, anger, vengeance, you know, the fun things in life. Mm-hmm. That we don't really get to see in worlds that feel really contemporary. So I agree with you, you know, even on just a basic level, when you talk about representation, the world needs to look like the world, not the world that you want it to be, not the world that you prefer to acknowledge. The world needs to look like the world because that's how you make these stories make sense off of panel and in live action. So. I thought that was well done. I thought the taste that it was very tasteful. I thought it had just enough of the farcical in the camp, but I am really digging um, 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 
how they kind of just threw Eleanor Bishop right in your face. Because mm-hmm. I think oh, that she... plays in too. Well, I think that's one of the twists we're going to get is you're very much expecting her to be surprised that he's the swordsman. Or, and uh, I hope that he trained Clint. I hope that, that when she, Clint sees this motherfucker, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> just, I hope it's on site. I hope it's like just <laughs> oh, this motherfucker. Like, just I'm like, start yeah. swinging. They don't like, say. They don't pretend. They don't try to maintain a cover. They, it's just go time from that moment. I really hope that's a relationship. I don't know. I'm like, what's this pancake eating motherfucker doing in my city? Exactly. This would be a lot funnier if because so many times we've seen them go with the trope of oh they're just like subtly talking around it like Peter and uh, the vulture and that and homecoming, but this could just be like. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna step outside and speak to Clint for a second, mm. and then just go fight in an alley. Well, that's the other thing too. You got to remember, like, like Clint is just a regular dude, but everybody also knows him as Hawkeye. So it's like, it's like, it's like, wait, you have no powers. You also have no money. You're with your family, and everybody knows you as. Oh wait, you're Hawk. Now they don't know him as Ronan, which is you know again, and you see just how dangerous that, that was for Kate when they go. Oh, Kate Bishop is running, and, you're, and again, you just see how like you are not built for this. You they just followed her ass home. Yeah, you followed your ass home. Like you are not oh. built for, and just not. And again, is that is that not not it, being a kid and being naive and not understanding what you're you're what you're doing and what you're asking for, and 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 what what the consequences of are that? And and we they got this. They, they showed us at the beginning when they when she shot the bell tower, and it literally crumbles everything down. And you're like. Yeah, you didn't think of consequences when you do this. It's the shoot first, ask questions later type deal. Like you're mm-hmm. just like, oh yeah. And then you pair that with with Clint, who just wants to go home for Christmas, right? It's you can see or this. who's live who 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 can't get away from the consequences of his mm-hmm. action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so clearly his wife knows that he was running and what he did because he was like, you know, you got to get the costume, um, and. I him. like how he never lies to her. Well, yeah. You know, again, and this goes back to what I was saying about, like, having mm-hmm. more understanding of Clint, you know, and using his family for that and seeing that, like, it's not just a silly thing, but, like, he's really going through some shit, right? Um, and, I, and, what? I was just going to say, my big hope for the biggest reveal here is that that watch is just a watch. That there's no like <laughs> bomb. There's no start tech. It's just that was a nice watch, and whoever one of the watches wanted the watch. I really hope it's just a disc, but you know, it, was... <laughs> it goes out. Yeah, it was just you know, yeah. I always saw Tony wearing that thing. Now I have it. Like that's all I want. Doesn't do anything special. Nope. I want it to be something super because that's one of the things that we talked about as far as scale, not just in the movies now, but in the shows. Loki and Scarlet Witch are dealing with the fabric of reality. If this shit's about a watch, that'd be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, I might, yeah, I might lose my mind. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be anything. It's just, yeah, it was just, you know. It's just a heist, y'all. It's just a heist. Tony had a fly watch. I don't right, tell you. Right. I had the watch. It was like, yeah, that watch is worth like a million dollars. Come on. Like, what you <laughs> I think the twist is going to be Kate's mom. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I hope she's a scroll. I really do. God, I hope she's a scroll. Ever ever since they started, they tried to uh, what's her face, uh, Daenerys from Y'all Little Dragon Show, 
It talks about secret invasions coming. I'm, everyone's a scroll in my eyes. I'm ready. On my toes. I'm, I am not to be trifled with. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't know if I could go with you on the scroll, but... Echo gets replaced in the books. I'm oh, a mysterious crime boss who can't speak, who can't hear, and uh, as a martial artist who's imbued and deep into the city, comes out of nowhere? Okay. Everybody a scroll. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Keep laughing at me. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at your delight <laughs> and the fact <laughs> that this is going to be something that comes back every oh, single time. And you are going to be right. About the scroll thing. But you are going to be right more times than you are wrong. <laughs> and I am just taking, <laughs> I'm taking preemptive delight in keeping count. I no, really no, am. Because what they're going to do is if, if we're going to have the Young Avengers be more diverse, Echo is a wonderful candidate for that diversity, but the best way to make a face turn is to have all the bad shit be in Mm-hmm. That's true. I I'm don't know, man. Short, I'm taking the shortcuts. I don't know. I, I, well, I think because, you know, Eleanor Bishop does not get a lot of active FaceTime. So I think having Kate have her mom instead of them being estranged, you know, mm, yeah, is, is a good move. I also think it gives the, it gave them a smooth way to slide some women in there. Mm-hmm. But I think it might actually end up being more than just a way to a way of introducing other characters that we need to know. I think they they created a whole nice little layer over to the side between the first two episodes and they played into like the ingenue naivety energy of, you know, was he me mean to my mom? Mm -hmm. You know, and she never once turns her look, her gaze on her mom. And her mom is a badass. She owns a security company. She saved well, their family. Remember the first argument, first thing we do when we meet her parents is they're arguing about needing to sell that penthouse because they need money. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's the one who was working class and married rich and became a socialite. And I think I think we're gonna find out exactly what um how grimy mom was. Well, I mean, to, you, you to, can kind of see it when, you can kind of see it when you realize what like her security company is able to do because. Nobody talks about how Kate was able to follow uh, Clint to mm. that, that place. It's like, wait, 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 wait. You just, he didn't sign up for that. <laughs> he, didn't, no. he didn't sign up for that. into her work computer. He right, he didn't uh, sign Clint's up for that. Got a, Clint's got a flip phone. This shows that shit on purpose. Right. I was like, wait a minute, right. wait a minute. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Clint didn't sign up for none of that shit. So the fact that you're able Dear to track mom. his phone and do all this shit using uh, whatever your mom's done at his security company. This is a fucking problem here. This is a huge right. fucking problem. We need to talk about this. There, there's, some, there's, some rights, there's some rights being trampled on here. We need, to, we need to have this conversation. Speaking of problems and rights being trampled on, how dare you grant exposure to these LARPer weirdos? How dare hey. <laughs> I was Again, another moment when I was like, I'm Clinton in this situation. I'm so annoyed here. Look, like, <laughs> look everything fine, Joe, you want, whatever. I'll keep saying this stuff's harmless so you cut somebody up. But like, come on, man. Give me the suit or I'm gonna fuck you up. Like just in a right Comic Con or something. Like the LARPing thing, like that's nah, we're going too deep, man. Too deep. <laughs> How is that too deep? LARPing is I just, I, so I, level one. It gets yeah, so yeah, because it leads you to other levels. You're right, so you're right. It's a, it's you're a just wanting to refuse the gateway. Is that what's gate, happening? Why tempt it? 
Why joke? Come on. I'm have a furry convention next season. And I was explaining that to people. No, don't do that. Yes. Don't oh, do that. Oh, they're not, they're oh, not comfortable. LARPing was harmless. Okay. Okay. I mean, if you want to generalize LARPing, then no, no LARPing when isn't harmless. When they had to say the words live action role play on Marvel television, I was like, well, I'll take the criticisms now. I, I don't I I, I kind of thought I like I don't think it's punching down anymore. I think a lot of people I thought it was a nice touch for the simple fact uh we do need to pay attention to the fact that a lot of things that used to get people beat up when they were little have become more of a mainstream thing and because y'all stop letting people fight in schools some fights are okay who was y'all i'm talking about y'all the general y'all the 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 global y'all can't fight in school no more y'all oh i was about to say i was like i threw something through a window in school we fought in school i don't know what you're talking about i got grounded in trouble look it was our person never played dress up in the park Actually, they were a LARPer, so there you go. See, mm. there you go. But you I look, save that person's future as a cultural human being because now they don't do that shit in public. Stop! No, I don't think there's anything wrong with LARPing. I think I think when you you put it in the proper context, you give people a place to get together and they have fun and they have joy and they have a way to remind themselves to decompress. I don't think there's anything wrong with LARPing. I think the way that it was used in the show as a way to remind and to put Clint in a situation where not everything is life or death, not everything is serious, and still let him be ridiculous. And it gave us an opportunity for us to see exactly how good a sword person he is outside of murder, you know, murder Clint. I And, and I think we need to see those different levels of him. Like the moment where the guy is there, the guy is annoying and stupid to get on social media. It was something he clearly stole at work, Craig. Getting fired on the <laughs> office is a thing that still happens. That's a really but, good point. <laughs> But I, but I also think there was that one moment where he looked at him, where like Clint is truly, truly over it, and he's like, "You know, you had a little bit of fun," and he cracked just that little bit of smile for just that one moment. He was able to solve a problem without having to kill everybody. This is weird for me being the one saying this, since my usual default solution to problems is if you kill them, they can't come back and be a problem later. But he actually got to resolve a problem. It may not be a permanent fix, but he, this man has PTSD. Mm-hmm. He is he is seriously, seriously in need of like somewhere and someone to talk to about the massive uh, levels of grief. He he need to go he, to uh to 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 Bucky's therapist. You know maybe head yes, to or he needs to go you know to the 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 prayer circle that uh captain america was holding for a while there mm-hmm. bucky's therapist did good work i think he's really turned the corner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> i hate you so much <laughs> he found himself to my, woman. To to my core woman. i want to fight you i want to fight you <laughs> i want to fight you so bad man that's that's fair but no i mean it brings me joy and delight but i i like those are some of the little touches about the random corners of New York, the random things that people are involved in, the way that things get level set. Now, do I think that they that they should kind of have that be a carry forward thing unless they have a real reason for it? No, but I thought it had a I thought there was a good reason and a point and it created a, a pocket, just a bit of lightness and a change for how he got to resolve something that that you need when dealing with Clint Barton, please remember this is all supposed to be the how do you rehabilitate a spree serial killer. So we need these moments. We need these moments of happiness and connection with him in the community because he's a whole ass murderer. But if there's one thing I've learned from the revival of Dexter is that your serial killer can be interesting. 
And that's what they've done. They've made Clint interesting. I, I they've don't done know a, why you needed the revival of Dexter to know. I was kidding. I just wanted to say how good the revival's been. Butcher's right. Bay is back, and I'm happy. That's <laughs> right to be. Um, it's just as good as it should be with Michael in it. Fair. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, no, I, I, love no, I, I, I love it. The new episode I already watched. It's great. I love the fact it's out early on Sundays. Um, I think that they found a way to make the bow and arrow guy super compelling. Because like Chris said, when you lay out all the shit that's happened to him, not just the explosions and not just the musical, um, it's just been a lot of trauma. A lot of shit's gone on with Clint Barton. And I like the fact that they had giving him the space of a television show to unpack what that means and what that can mean for the character. Because for a lot of times he's gotten that joke as the useless Avenger because he's the nigga with a bow and arrow. But like, I just like that they're going to give him the depth and the space to, to explore it and show that even the useless Avenger has a stand. Unlike some of y'all's favorite, you know, NBA players, this, the, he, there's a stand and it happens to be someone else who's now just as good with the bow and arrow. Right. And also, David Aja needs to get paid. Like, like I'm, I'm only half kidding when I keep saying this, but like this is clearly Fraction and Aja's run, and Fraction got the ESP credit. That's great. David Aja's art is all over this, not just in the framing and not just in the logo wear, but like the way they're framing shots. Mm-hmm. They're taking panels. I just need them to recognize this also uh nice west coast and avengers nod if you look at the names on the um rooms on the uh apartments where she's buzzing into to stay with her aunt's place i believe clint's aunt's name is on there the apart uh, or the mansion they stayed in for west coast avengers which we have a lot of active now and a lot of stuff happening too so that's weird. that's just a nice catch just no keep i didn't i didn't see it until the second time i watched you're right it's very cool but I mean, I don't I don't disagree with anything you said, especially the part of who needs to be getting a check and who they need to be making sure they're being nice to, because the aesthetics in this are great. And I am really liking the camera work they're doing. It's once again a how to shoot, you know, uh ground level action scenes and still do overhead shots without it feeling like shaky cam or I want to vomit or it gives me mm. migraine. Right. And, and, and these are things that I deeply appreciate being done well, especially on TV. I was concerned how the purple and the, the featured suits are going to look. But I think now seeing everything after two episodes, <clears throat> some of the lighting choices they've made, it's going to play just fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we still definitely have Yelena still coming up. Um, we know Echo's in here. Uh, I'm really interested. And again, I, we know we know who are, are kind of one of our I don't want to say who the big bad is. We know who one of the bads is in terms of, of swordsmen. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how, where they go with this. And, 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 and like you said, Dijon, what the twist is, right? I mean, you're right. It could be just a watch, but also just pulling out, you know, what happened in Civil War. Tony's watches were never just watches, right? He pulled out that watch that, you know, you know, not get shot by <laughs> the Winter Soldier. Right. So. You right. know, his, I mean, his watch is turn- basically about yeah. a pair of sunglasses. Yeah, his, you know, right. So his, his Tony's yeah. outerwear, Tony's outerwear launched phase five. Exactly. So I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, uh, well, again, you were, you've been joking about it, but Armor Wars, 
You know, mm-hmm. I mean, this is ooh, look right. At you. That's what I'm saying. You know, so there, there, it could be that. You know, who knows what what this? You go this right on ahead and speak that into this existence. Right, right? Oh. you just go yeah. right ahead and do that. The Can I say one thing that I thought was a huge miss this episode? Just a huge thing they could have done, but they didn't. How is his shit not the old school Hawkeye uniform when he gets the rental from the Larpers? <laughs> I was like. Give me the H hat. Give me the H hat. It's like they, they could have done that. That would have been a glorious edge. Just, just make it purple at least, man. You know, like yeah. Oh, I mean, we've been getting fun. the old school. Hey, who knows? Maybe at some point we've been getting the old school costume. We got him in. I know. They Loki. Give us a little hints and yeah. they gave us a Wanda. Maybe and, he ends yeah. up at a rent fair and he just goes full out. I'm just let look. <laughs> they dress Quinn up once every other episode, just getting us closer and closer mm-hmm. to him wearing the old school Hawkeye suit. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. I take it. It can happen. It can happen. So. Uh, make my Marvel man. They could do it. It's, yeah. it's, we laugh, we joke, but shit. It's you know, it, it, it can still happen. So, um, all right. Anything else before we wrap these up? Mm-mm. Oh, use of music. I, I'm actually digging the use of music too. I was really concerned about how they were going to drop in and what they're going to make it sound like. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I was raised by a woman whose favorite Christmas movie is Long Kiss Goodnight. So is mine. I mean, you were raised by a brilliant woman. Go see how violent that movie is if you want to just you know frame a reference on that one. Um, but this is going to take a place in my favorite Christmas shit, Uvois, mm-hmm. including we're not limited to Iron Man 3. And aforementioned, Luck is Good Night. I don't like Christmas stuff that much. This is going to make the list because this is fun. And well, the fact that timing where it ends the week of Christmas. Well, I'm also, I mean, I, I'm also getting, you know, we we're talking about Lethal Weapon, but I'm also getting, you know, diehard vibes from this with, with, you know, so like you're getting a lot of that as well because everybody talks about how you know Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So I, I I'm just it saying it's a Christmas movie. Is that in question? No, it's not no, a question for you, is some, it? It's not for me. No, of course not. Some people. No, know. everyone knows it's a Christmas. Yeah, you know, no, I mean heathens out there question it. But okay, like, you tell me that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. I'm looking for the pod for you. Right, exactly. the people put so, you in. Right. So um, so I'm getting those vibes very well. So I'm I'm really liking how they're doing this, and I'm really interested in seeing. Where they go? We got four more episodes left. Um, yeah, and we know there's plenty more twists and turns coming because every single one of these these shows ends up having some kind of twists and turns in them. So, um, yeah. So, um, all right, folks. Uh, we'll be back. Super Tuesday recap. We'll be covering uh, the rest of these episodes there. You can also catch me and Deepom cut uh, covering uh, the Flash and Legend of Tomorrow on Super Tuesday as well. Make sure to subscribe. Super Tuesday recap. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. So next time we're out of here.